I'm Mark Pender for Econoday with Mark Rogers, Senior Economist for Econoday. We are taping Tuesday midday after the much delayed and much anticipated jobs report for September. Expectations for job growth were 184,000, Well, we got 148,000, well below expectations. What's your take, Mark? Uh, the the overall numbers, at least certainly for the headline for payroll numbers, the headline clearly was weak. Uh, on a positive note, we did get a notable upward revision to August, but a downward revision to July uh, for those two months net up 9,000. So that was a modest positive. But when you put the three months together, still very sluggish. And the private sector was actually softer than the total, right? That was a bit of a surprise because the private sector generally has been doing better than the total because of weakness in the government component. Uh, private jobs were up only 126,000 this past month. That's about 60,000 lower than expected and followed 161,000 in August. Uh, basically, it's not been a pretty picture. Private growth has been decelerating for most of the year. So you, if you do a little bit of averaging, the quarterly average monthly gains are basically this. First quarter, 212,000. Not bad. Third quarter, 190,000. Fourth, I'm sorry, second quarter. Then the third quarter was 129,000. So for the first three quarters of the year, we've seen clear deceleration in job growth. Yeah, that trend in payrolls clearly point to uh, a softer economy. But we get a modest boost uh, in the stock market after the report. Uh, why do you think? Well, it's all about market psychology and what they think is good news and what they think is bad news. And right now, traders are looking over their shoulder at the Fed. And right now, if the numbers are only modestly bad, that's considered good news because that means that the probability of the Fed tapering anytime soon have gone way down and many would say probabilities almost zero for the October 29-30 meeting after today's report. And what about and the December meeting? We're going to have a lousy jobs report almost certainly due to the government shutdown next month. So the Fed's really not going to have much to point to in terms of positive developments in the labor market. The, there are high odds of no taper in December also. And then the risk appears at the beginning of the year of another standoff in Washington. And, uh, and that, that's, does that take them off the table to a significant degree early next year too? That's a big question. At some point, the Fed will decide it's time to gradually taper and get the economy off the training wheels of quantitative easing. But uh, whenever the taper starts, it's going to be, be very gradual. One item that continues to be a bit of a puzzle is the unemployment rate. It actually dipped again, this time to 7.2% from 7.4% in August, but many are not considering it a positive. 
it's not, I believe it's not a positive. And the reason is the why for a change in the unemployment rate sometimes is just as important as the direction. And recently we've been seeing quite a bit, bit of weakness in the labor force participation rate. Uh, we did get a rise in September in household employment and some easing in the number of unemployed. But we had a sharp drop in the pool of available workers. It fell another 183,000 after a plunge of 532,000 in August. That means we've had four consecutive declines in the pool of available labor, which impacts the level of unemployed. And this is points very strongly, or, or, or are there other issues involved, or is this a, uh, an increasingly demoralized workforce? Well, there are, there are two key factors, just to keep it short. There's the discouraged worker effect. Uh, jobs are still hard to get, or good jobs are hard to get. And there are demographic factors where uh, baby boomers are increasingly retiring and dropping out of the labor force. Uh, turning back to payroll employment, we did get some early information on key sectors such as the consumer manufacturing and construction. What stood out? For the consumer sector, there were mixed signals. Uh, the retail trade employment component was up moderately. Uh, that was a positive. However, if you look to the leisure and hospitality component, that was down. And the latter component is more discretionary, indicating some caution by consumers. And with the uncertainty over the government shutdown, uh, that uncertainty may be showing up in some soft retail sales numbers. And that's right. This is for September data. The store chain store sales we got this morning from uh, for uh, the uh, October measurement are also weak too. Uh, and construction outlays also came out uh, this morning, and they surprised on the high side, up 1.2 percent. That's right. Uh, we had some nice numbers in the construction sector. Construction employment was up sizably. This suggests continued improvement in housing activity. It's the you know it's the labor market and the Fed's reaction is what the markets are thinking about and uh, what else on tap this week will add to the labor picture for the Fed. Well, the JOLTS report, which in the past has not gotten a lot of attention, that's the Job Openings and Labor Turnover Survey. The Fed is trying to look at the big picture for the labor market, and some have absolutely stated that the unemployment rate is not necessarily a good indicator all the time for the status of the labor market. So the JOLTS report is getting more attention by the Fed and others. Uh, this is the uh, first real week that the government has started to catch up on uh, the delays related to the shutdown and w what's going on. Uh, well, this coming week we're going to get uh, FHA um, house, housing market prices. That, that was not affected by the delay. Uh, for the delay, we're getting uh, new home sales. A big one this week is durables orders. Uh, three surveys on manufacturing that, that were not affected were the market flash PMI and Richmond and Kansas City Fed surveys. Well, Mark, this is an easy question, but what's the best way for traders and investors to keep up? Well, Econa Day has been scrambling quite a bit, keeping up with the revisions to the release schedule. 
We do that every day, actually several times a day. And uh, we post those changes on the Econoday calendar. So the best place to be is watching the Econoday calendars. That's Mark Rogers for Econoday, and I'm Mark Pender for Econoday. Thank you.